What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and I am here with Casey and Michelle, and we are discussing episode two of Tales of the Walking Dead. And this episode is Blair and Gina. First off, we want to say that Casey is having a little technical difficulty, so we won't be able to see her tonight, which really bums me out because I feel like if any episode needs to have <laughs> facial expressions, it needs to be this one. So she has to tell us her facial expressions when she's right. talking. Right. All right. right. Blair Gina, let's talk about this episode because... Um, it was definitely not what I was expecting from the Walking Dead universe. But in a way, that was the best thing about it. You know, this episode was so funny to me. I actually it enjoyed it, it a lot more than I thought I would. Because let me tell you, when Blair, when it opened up and Blair is sitting there drumming her fingernails on the desk, I was like, oh, already, I ain't gonna like this bitch. I already know. But this episode was so funny. Like starting off with her astroturf vest. Girl, girl what the? <laughs> Let's I, talk about think, her fashion. I, <laughs> I was looking at her like, what in the, like she has on astroturf as a vest. She's got on like, like, Gina said all the neck accessories this is already going to be a typical uh, a non-typical commentary because this episode was kind of all over the place and it was so different she's got the astroturf vest on she's got on like a light pink blouse she's got on I think dark navy blue pants she's got on leather print boots and then she has that big dark pink purplish whatever that thing is uh and and then a purple ch- i was like first of all who like all them colors like yeah <laughs> and then with the with the dangly sh- sh- uh chandelier earrings i was like first of all did she like did she do this and just kind of like pick and choose from her closet she what in the world was she wearing oh it looked like she tripped and fell in her closet and everything that stuck she put on I- <laughs> Anything that stuck to the astroturf. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, this character and the person who plays her, Parker. Let me tell you. Oh, I love her. Everything about this character irritated me from the moment she was on the screen to the moment she was off, but it was still funny as hell watching her. It's like, you know how you have those characters you love to hate? She was one of those characters for me. But it was so hilarious. Her facial expressions, her reactions, the way she runs and just. (laughs) I think I enjoyed this episode way more than I was supposed to. Just the way the, 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 the interpersonal reactions, her and Brian, her and Gina, her and the rest of the crew. I laughed so hard during this episode and I was like, wait, I am not supposed to be laughing like this as a walking dead. That's how I was feeling too. At certain points, it's like, this is not great and you shouldn't be laughing, but I was laughing. You or know, I had the a big smile time, on my face. You know, the last time I laughed this hard at a walking dead episode where it was supposed to be like comedic, I think was when we were introduced to Jesus. 
When yep. he had Rick and, and, yep. and Dara running around that. chasing after him, I think that's the last time that there was like actual on purpose this kind of humor in The right. Walking Dead. And that's right. been years ago. This was just okay. So let's just talk about these characters. So the story starts off you have an insurance company, Circle of Trust Insurance Company, and they're having like a little quick powwow towards the end of the day it's like four something in the afternoon and Blair is I'm guessing she's the manager or the owner of this insurance company and so Mm -hmm. you have Gina who is the receptionist who looks like she clearly does not enjoy her job and then you have these other three employees there and they're talking about the panic that everyone is going through and how this can be used to kind of like bump up business I was like oh okay this is the reason why she gets eaten. Cause I'm thinking about the trailer, you know, in the trailer, one of the um, lasting images is of her, like literally giving a walker her neck to eat. Right. So of course I'm wondering how you're going to get from this point to that point. So anyway, she's having this meeting about what they can do to, you know, boost business, but in the same breaths, she just keeps turning around and taking digs at Gina. It's obviously yes. she does not like Gina. And Gina is just sitting there just kind of like looking at her like, okay. And then typing things about Blair on her computer. She made us making a, a, a spreadsheet on how she a narcissist. <laughs> she, yep. yep. She's listing all of her personality traits. And then there's another page up that is referenced at the end of the episode and I didn't I didn't realize it until I went back to rewatch it but anyway going back to them so Blair obviously has this very very antagonistic relationship with Gina I don't we we don't know why but like she's just literally always on Gina's ass during this whole opening monologue and I was just sitting there like why has she not just punched her in the face already like why has Gina not punched her in the face already because had that been me, she got punched in the face. <laughs> or at least hit on the knuckles with a cup with man, them fingernails. Let me tell you that she just kept doing it. And and the way Gina was looking at her, like, if you don't stop, I, I was like, fingers. oh my God. I was like, in the first, y'all really wanted us to hate this character in the first minute of the show. Mission accomplished. Yes. She was so annoying. So anyway, she starts talking about the insurance company. And then she starts talking about her, her spring nuptials because apparently she's getting married. And then she turns around. She was like, do you have something to say about my spring nuptials, Gina? And I'm just like, Gina wasn't even looking at you. Like, why? She's not even involved in the conversation. Like, you're talking to your the other workers and she's not involved. So she don't even care. Don't yeah. even you see, care. Because you see, every time she says something to her, she moves that little, the little window back over, covering up where she was focused on. And so she ain't paying nobody's okay. attention to nothing she's talking about. Uh-uh. I think it, it's almost like she was tuning her out. Like, yep. She's Gina has this in the beginning of the episode. She has this very blank stare like she she's really just sitting there just kind of going through the motions and she's just like like why am i here why are you talking why 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 are we listening to you it was just it was this weird 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 dynamic and i know i've been saying that word a lot lately but it was weird 
like purposefully antagonistic. So anyway, Blair leaves out of the office because she's apparently getting ready to go out on this, you know, long weekend with her fiance. And she says something to Gina about make sure you stay at your desk until everyone leaves. Don't and lock uh, the back door. And lock, lock the back door because it was it was left unlocked on Monday. And she asked her something about the stupid coffee cups. Like, are you, you know, um, are you taking the coffee cups? The coffee, you know, they keep getting missing. So order some more. I don't know. It was just a weird, weird thing. And then she leaves. And the next thing we see of her is she's in the car with her fiance. They're at a gas station and the gas station has run out of gas because everybody is trying to flee town. Oh, also let's, let's know this takes place in Atlanta. Okay. Yes. So, Let's take out, they're supposed to be just going on a weekend trip. On a weekend trip, but you got your car packed. To Savannah. You right? got your car packed. Packed. Like stuff is packed on top of your car. That's a, that's a hell of a weekend. <laughs> like what, what, when she, are you going to? She got, she panicked and was like, we ain't coming back to this place. Or maybe it was Brian who panicked. I don't know, but Okay, let's talk about that. So they're in the car. She's sitting there looking at something, you know, talking about work stuff. I guess she's, you know, she's talking about the dying brain. She's reading an article about the dying brain. And he's like, yeah, look, um, we're supposed to be on vacation. Then she starts going off about Gina. I think my receptionist is stealing the coffee mugs and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And he just looks at her. He turns and he does this. I was like, oh, so your fiance can't stand you either. Okay, so it's not just us. <laughs> you getting on everybody's nerve. Everybody, yeah. everybody. So then while she's sitting there in the car, Gina pulls up in her car. Well, this is after the gas tanker. The gas tanker comes up and then Gina pulls up in her car and she goes into the store. She sees that literally the stores, have, the, the shelves have been picked clean. And when she comes out, Blair is standing outside. What are you doing? This doesn't look like you're at your desk. Because Blair has stepped out of her car because she's like, oh my God, she didn't stay at her desk like I told her to. I got to go handle this. Bitch, you on vacation. Right. Right. I could be getting a snack, like she said. Which is what she was doing because the vending machine at work does not work. And her and Blair start going back and forth. Or rather, I should say Blair starts going back and forth about how she's undependable, how, she, how she's unreliable, and this, that, and the other, and how we might have to rethink this situation. And Gina's like, are you firing me? She's like, no, see, you can't even interpret that properly. And then as the, she's sitting there fussing at her, this car drives by. And the lady is driving in the car. And she's got a man in the car with her with this very nasty looking walker bite. And she's looking. And then Blair is still going off. And then she gets on the phone, I guess, to call the office or to call somebody. Gina goes to her car. She reaches in the back. And she turns around with a freaking shotgun. I was like, wait. What is happening here? What is happening here? <laughs> now, me, I would have thought that she was going after Blair. But no, what does Gina do? She goes after the guy who's filling up the gas with the tanker. And she tries to steal the tanker from him. I was like, wait, there's too much. Go-. Like, I'm trying to figure out what, 
what are we doing here? What's going on? Why? She, which, of course, I was like, okay, she's trying to steal the gas because nobody has the gas right now. And I, I don't know. She was, it was just something about the way that she reacted. She just went from sweet to, I need you to give me the keys. Well, she freaked right. out. She freaked out because she saw that car pass and she saw the guy. And then she was like, somebody parked right behind her. And she was like, you got to couldn't get That's out. That's right. Like, she couldn't get out. Car. And then she said, forget this shit. That's right. Somebody was parked behind her. She was like, does anybody know who's, who's, who's parked? Does anybody know the driver of this car? She was like, okay. Okay. I get my shotgun. So she has the shotgun. There's a gentleman there who is an employee of the Department of Homeland Security. He gets out of his car and he was like, uh, ma'am, I don't think you want to have that shotgun. You know, you look like a nice lady. Gina's, Gina's like, sir, with all due respect, you don't know anything about me. And then Blair was like, come on, I'll, I promise not to fire you. You can go back to your normal life. She was like, uh, bitch, you don't know me. <laughs> you don't know nothing about my normal life. Right. So then they hear screaming, they turn around and the guy in the car has obviously already turned. He is attacking his wife. She is, you know, gotten out of the car trying to get away from him and he's biting into her neck and eating her. They're all panicking. And let me tell you, Blair's facial expressions, the way that she is, I think that was the funniest thing in the episode. Her <laughs> facial expressions were so hilarious. So they're all sitting there like looking all horrified the uh what is it the truck driver tries to take the shotgun um the um was it the man. i could i can't remember it was it was one of them it was the home yeah the homeland security he freaked out and then he grabbed right. the shotgun he tried to take the shotgun they turn around the shotgun goes off into the gas tanker the gas tanker blows up they all catch on fire apparently and then we're back at the insurance company. I was like, wait, hold up. What the hell just happened? She's coughing up smoke. <laughs> <laughs> she's trying to have the same conversation. And she's like, <clears throat> and then she was like, and they're looking at her like, what is wrong? She was like, oh, it was a, it was a coffee grind. Maybe someone else should be fixing the coffee. Of course, she's turning around looking at Gina and one of the other guys, he was like, I made the coffee this morning. And I caught it the second time. The first time around, I was thinking she would just couldn't get her words out. But then the second time around, I, it was like, <clears throat> like you were yeah. inhaling smoke. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I just can't get it together. Yeah. Mm. And so she starts having these conversations again, but she's also hearing like echoes of the conversation that she had before. It was like, it's like deja vu. And so she's starting to freak out. And she's saying stuff to Gina. Gina's just looking at her like, uh-huh. And everybody else is starting to look at her like, what the fuck is wrong with her? She leaves out of the office. She's in the car with Brian again. They have a, they have a different conversation, but you can tell she's uneasy. She's like, have you ever had like experience like strong deja vu? And I mean, she's sitting there like talking to herself like, breathe, breathe. And she's just trying to, she's very antsy. She's trying to figure out what happened. Yep. What, what just happened? Right. Like, how are we here again? Like, maybe she imagined it. But then here comes the gas tanker again. And then here comes Gina again. 
And the weird thing about it this time is that Gina gets out of her car. She puts her purse over her just like she did the first time. She walks up to the store door, stops. She turns around and then she looks dead at Blair. And of course, Blair is freaking out at this point because she was like, wait, what is going on? So when she looks at Blair, she goes to her car, she gets the shotgun, she goes to the gas tank. Her guy was like, wait a minute, what is going on here? Like, are we, like, is this a Groundhog Day type thing? I had no clue what was really going on. Right. I couldn't think of what movie it was where they kept doing the same day over yes, the Groundhog, Groundhog Day. Day. Yep, mm-hmm. Groundhog okay. Day. And she goes over to the guy again and she tries to, you know, take the tanker and of course he's like refusing the D, um dhs guy comes out of the car again and i think i'm trying to remember i think blair at this point goes to the dhs guy she's like hey she's gonna do such and such or what it's, it's like she's no that's back- the time when she saw he was bit yes the second time she saw he was bit on the wrist ah yes and because the was third say- time was when she uh-huh. said, yeah, that's a nasty bite. Don't ask me how I know I know. Right, right. Yeah. And this time she was like, you don't want to bring another gun. Too many guns by the gas tanker. Was this the, t- okay, so was this the time when the son got into the gas tanker? Was it the second time? Okay, that was the third uh-huh. time. So basically, they go it's so the, many times. So they many go times. to these scenarios. <laughs> this time, Gina actually steals the tanker, and then Blair chases her. Yeah, she chased her, and yeah, because that, that's when the sun was in there. She jumped on the hood, remember? And because the um, was it? No, this the time driver got up. shot. She didn't the driver got shot, and she was trying to, and, but the little boy was in the car, so she was trying to. Uh, Gina was trying to drive it. Remember, she was driving it from a, from the outside and said, I'm going to open the door because the little kid wouldn't get in the driver's seat to help her. It wasn't so the that's third time. That's, a third. The that's not the, the second time. Oh, that's not? Uh, second time. That's Gina, the third time. Second, yeah. time Blair, <laughs> second time Blair chases um, Gina and she steps in front of the tanker and then Gina swerves and then runs off the side of the road and blow him up again. And then mm. Gina, when it opens back up, Gina's screaming in her chair. Ha, 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 ha. I thought that was the th- okay. No, the second time I just played it real quick. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason why I know. I just real quick just played it. Okay, but yeah, yep, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. She did. So it's like there. <laughs> and it's so funny that we have to sit here and think about it because it happened like it happened a few times before they. <laughs> cut out all of the intro stuff like them arriving at the gas station and stuff mm-hmm. and just kind of showed us right. what the scenarios were but basically right. this, this this plays every time like the first time Blair lost it because she was coughing up the fire the second time was when they blew up and Gina started screaming and she goes to the back and Blair's telling everybody else she was like okay hold on for a second she goes to talk to Gina who is outside now she was like it's happening to you too, right? And Gina was like, yep. She was like, what's going on? What? Why are we having the same, like they're trying to figure it out or at least Blair is. And Gina's like, look, mm-hmm. I just want you to get away from me. Just let right. me go do what I need to do. She was like, 
go to the gas station don't go to the gas station i'm i'm gone she goes to the gas station again or rather no she tells blair you go to the gas station or don't go to the gas station i'm not going to the gas station so her plan is to not go to the gas station so here we go again blair and brian are sitting in the gas station blair's sitting there just trying to figure out what the fuck is going on and in in brian's side mirror you see gina coming with the shotgun and brian is like do you see this do you see what's going on are they filming a movie like with is no this car yeah something tells me brian don't have the elevator don't go all the way to the top floor with Brian because he wasn't paying attention to nothing. Nothing. Because not if somebody nothing. is cut running up with a shotgun. I'm not at no, you don't see anything saying that there's a movie filming. I'm no, mm-mm. some something is something is wrong with him. So anyway, when Blair realizes that is Gina again. They start this whole thing again. Gina tries to take the, uh, she tries to take the, um, the tanker. Blair comes out. She talks to the DHS guy. Yeah, that bite looks bad. Don't ask me how I know, but I know. She was like, she's about to do this and this is about to happen. They're all like trying to, I guess, between her and Gina, they're trying to figure out different ways to react to the situation so they don't have the same outcome. And this is the point where the DHS guy takes Gina's shotgun and he basically uses his position to confiscate the, the tanker and he tells his son to get into the tanker so they can take it. Then the commotion with the guy, you know, the walker happens and then the tanker guy, while everybody else is distracted, he runs, jumps in the tanker. He's like, what are you doing in here? Talking to Wendell. And then he still drives off. He done kidnapped somebody. Man, no. First of all, that little boy shouldn't have been in that truck. His dad that was part. stupid. His dad That's was true. stupid. You supposed to work for the government. You stupid telling your child to go get into a truck, and you're not even in there yet. Right. Well, pause for a second. A little detail. When Blair gets out the car, why is she taking the full-on jacket and scarf with her to confront? Okay. At each time. Each time. And you know what's about to happen. And you're taking the full-on jacket scarf with you. I, I don't know. With your vest. Okay. I don't know. But the tanker pulls off. And they jump Gina on. and the VHS guy fight over the shotgun. Shotgun goes off, shoots the driver in the head. Now we have a runaway tanker with a little boy inside. I was like, this thing just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. <laughs> the more they try, the worse it gets. Yes. And then they both running and jumping on the tanker. So Gina runs. She climbs up to the driver's side door. She's trying to talk down Wendell because, first of all, she just shot this driver. He's in the car. He just witnessed this driver get shot. He's traumatized. She's trying to talk him down like, hey, okay, you want to grab the wheel so you can steer? And then here comes Blair running in her animal print boots. (laughs) Prissy running on top of that. She's not full out shot. She's She's still doing like this. And then there are, no, what does she do? She climbs on the truck 
And then she somehow gets on top of the truck. And then she lands on the hood of the rig. And they're sitting there arguing with each other, trying to get Wendell to take the wheel so that they can kind of avoid the tanker exploding. Wendell is looking at them like, I'm not doing nothing. Neither one of y'all tell me to do. So Gina- He needed a whooping. Yeah, he needed a whooping. But no, he didn't need the whooping this time. The adults yeah. needed the whooping they this time. But it's just hilarious. Blair on the hood of that tanker. Out of nowhere. And how did he get up that high? Right. That's, that's what I was like. What is going on? I think she on? had it in her. I didn't think she the whole had time, it. She didn't even know. <laughs> look, look, she had that core. <laughs> no. She does not look like she works out a day in her life to me. She it looks like she's boost, too. You know, it may have had a special level. <laughs> <laughs> well, she had no. See, she had the the leopard print. She could jump like a leopard. No, uh-uh, no. That's, <laughs> we don't have any superhero shoes in The Walking Dead. <laughs> oh my gosh! No, no. But anyway, so Gina, oh. she finally works her way into the truck. She she grabs the wheel. She thinks she's about to get control. And then the driver wakes up and eats her. Now, here's the thing. Was I mistaken in thinking that the driver got shot in the head? I mean, obviously, he couldn't have if he woke up and started eating her. It looked like it was more face. Right here. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. okay. But yeah, I thought the same thing. Like, did he get shot in the head? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, if this is a delusion of some sort, he would have came. he would have came to life anyway. But yeah, so he comes to life, eats her. Here they go again. <laughs> I was just like, oh yeah, I see it now. It is his cheek is blown out. But when I tell you, they go back. We're at the insurance company again. She is looking at the wall and Blair is looking at her and all the other employees are looking like they're trying to figure out what the fuck is going on because Gina is sitting there holding her neck. Like she doesn't know what <laughs> Blair is sitting there like he was dead and then he was not dead. He, he was, was dead and then he was alive and he was eating you. And if nobody else has any context of that conversation or what that means, <laughs> I'm sure the people in their office were looking like, what the hell are y'all talking about? What is going on? I'm telling you at this point, I would have expected to be annoyed with the episode. Mm-hmm. But for me, it just kept getting funnier and funnier. And then this is the point where Gina gets ready to leave. And Blair says something to her. And she was like, shut up. Just shut up. She was like, all you do is talk and talk and talk. And then when you finish, you talk some more. Some more just shut up she was like do you really think anybody in this office really likes you then she starts laying it all on the table she was like jasmine doesn't like your hair she was like you know Uh. (laughs) she was like you know the reason why the door is unlocked on mondays because such and such yeah it's okay he has to go What, what was it she says he comes to work early every monday and leaves early every monday so he can go watch his daughter play soccer and she was like all of these people are sitting here trying to get their face on a wall. She just starts going off. And she was like, you're so selfish and blah, blah, blah. Da, 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 da. She goes off on her. She turns to leave. And Blair is like, 
if you would, if you would just stay in your seat, like I told you to do it, did your job, none of this would be happening. She was like, bitch, I just told you everything about you. And I started out that sentence with you're selfish and you still talking selfish stuff. So you didn't even listen to the whole conversation. I was like, I didn't know what to think at this point. She had a point though. She did. <laughs> She did have a point. She started talking about her clothes and about her juice. She was like, and who wears that many neck accessories? She was over it. And all she did was like, just cover her neck up a little bit more. She should have said something about that AstroTurf vest. Like, I mean, and I'm looking at it, it. It looks like she took some stuff from an arts and crafts store. It does. And just put it together. You know, she needed that. She needed that lashing. She needed that tongue lashing, and it was funny, but it was still kind of like all the all the other employees are sitting there, like they're still trying to figure out what's going on. They're like, "Where's all of this coming from?" And you gotta kind of wonder, like, I I don't know. It it's just so confusing because at this point. I'm really trying, still trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Like, is one of them dead? Is somebody dying? Because, you know, we've seen a couple of characters in The Walking Dead, when they're dying, they have these hallucinations. And I'm wondering, okay, so did Gina actually get bit and she's having this hallucination? But no, it would seem like it started with Blair first because Blair was the first one to react when it came back for the second round. So I'm just sitting here like confused. I was like, I'm sitting here watching this and I was like, I can't wait to talk about this episode because I have no idea what the fuck is going on. <laughs> like none. I just kept thinking at some point they weren't going to be back in that office. I thought that. You know what I mean? Because yeah. what? Because it's like each time they did something different trying to switch up the scenarios and, and each time there was something a little different each time. So then you're wondering, okay, you know, it's kind of like if I, maybe it is Groundhog's Day, but it's like, if I do this one thing different, will it alter the rest of the path? So they're trying to figure out how to alter the path to get past five o'clock because they don't make it past five o'clock. Yeah. They say that after attempt number, I don't, I don't even remember. Several. Right, because we have a montage of right. either Blair still in the, the tanker. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, no. Wait, we got to go through this this fourth try. Because after this little episode where Gina kind of goes off on Blair, the next thing we see is Gina in handcuffs because Blair preemptively calls the police <laughs> to have Gina arrested so that she doesn't do the stuff that, you know, gets them killed. And Blair thinks that she's doing something good. The DHS guy comes over to Gina. He was like, ma'am, this weapon isn't even registered to you. And so that's what she tells. Look, we live in a shitty neighborhood. My brother works the graveyard shift. I have to watch his girls. And I keep it in my car to make sure that the girls don't get to it. And then she starts going off on Blair. We both not know why you did this. And she was like, so the, tank, so the tanker won't blow and we can move on. And then... The DHS person is like, okay, ladies, you need to step back from each other. 
they still going off on each other and then they get into the worst the absolute worst cat fight i have ever seen in my life yeah <laughs> all that rolling around on the ground y'all get up get up they, you're going to hell thing is, i'm already there they weren't even rolling on the ground like they there's one point where gina's on top of blair and then they're side by side and they're fighting each other side by side on the concrete i was like what point is this like what is the point of this the guy is over there eating his wife the the walker leo has gone back the tanker guy gets back in the tanker they're fighting she pulls out some of blair's hair talking about oh i'm gonna give it to jasmine (laughs) and then they realize the tanker has pulled off the tanker is going away and here comes a car into the gas station and blow it up collides with the tanker blows up here we go again so this is where we start getting the montage of stuff. You see Blair and Gina fighting. They're inside the tanker fighting with each other. It blows up. Here comes Blair on the side of the tanker with a gun. She shoots Gina. It blows up. Then we see Blair driving the tanker. She's looking satisfied with herself. And then here comes Walker Gina, who she killed, comes up and eats her. Tanker blows up. At this point, they're just both like, okay, we don't know what to do. All the coworkers are looking at them like they're crazy. Gina is, she's she's broken the vending machine so they can have snacks and they sit there and they start talking about what's going on. They're like, you know, I'm thinking about his eyes. His eyes are always gray. And then they talk about Wendell, the little kid who, you know, dies once or twice in this scenario. They're trying to figure out, okay, what can we do to make this different? And it's funny because you see them kind of sort of bonding a little bit, but you can tell they still really can't stand each other. So at this point, once they're having this conversation, Blair's like, I can't do this anymore. She goes to the bathroom and she throws up. Gina comes in there with, you know, a bottle of soda or something for her to clean her mouth. And then they sit down and they have this conversation about what they're going to do and how they can change things. First of all, let me say this. Why is there carpet in the bathroom? (laughs) Why is there carpet in the bathroom? It is the, (laughs) even, even by the walking dead timeline, this is supposed to be 2010. Why is there nasty doo-doo green, doo-doo brown carpet on the bathroom? Please explain that to me. (sighs) it's an office and it's probably an old office and you know it has the same fixtures and stuff from the 70s and when carpet was a big thing i looked that bathroom that bathroom um the the cabinets and the fixtures and everything that's all too that's all modern stuff i was trying to help it out i was trying to yeah maybe it's not we maybe it's not the carpet we see those rugs the rugs are really big they just cover up the whole bathroom that's it. Yeah. And, and then they're sitting on them, which yeah. is even okay, more disgusting. Which is more disgusting. Uh, but anyway, so this is where they're talking about, you know, have you never have you noticed we never make it to five o'clock? And Blair is mentioning to Gina, she was like, You always go to the gas station, like, and you always take the tanker, like, we already know what's going on. 
things are bad out there. The military is blocking the, um, you know, they're, they're blocking the city. You won't be able to get in unless you know exactly which routes to take. And that's when Gina tells her, she's like, look, I just, I'm just trying to get to my family. I'm trying to get to my nieces. You have Brian. I just want to go to my family. Just let me go. Stop trying to stop me because that's one of the things that keeps happening every time they replay the scenario. So during the next time, Gina, she leaves the bathroom. She goes to do whatever she's supposed to do. Blair, she comes back out. She tells the rest of her team. She was like, look, guys, the police are not telling you the truth. This thing is worse than it, you know, than it seems. We're going to close early. You guys can leave. And they all think that she's crazy. They're like, um, do you, what do you say? Do you need a Xanax or something? Right. <laughs> Your boss is telling you to go home and you're, you're looking for reasons to just like, to say, oh, no, we need to uh-uh, go home, go home. Your phones were lighting up for a reason. There's, there's some shit going on. Go home. So they go home. She sits there. She smokes a cigarette. Here comes Brian. Because Brian has been waiting for her for 30 minutes and she's not shown up. And at this point, she's like, look, she was like, I really appreciate you being there for my dad, you know, with me when my dad passed. She was like, but what are we doing? She said, do you notice, do you notice that at the gas station, you never take more than two steps out of your car to help me? And he was like, gas station? And she was (laughs) like, yeah. She was like, you never help me. You always sit there and watch me die. Why is that? And he was like, what are you talking about? Huh? So I, I guess at this point, this is where she realized, okay, you know what? We don't really need to be together, Mm-mm. you know? And I mean, that was kind of obvious from even the first time they were together when, when they had the conversation, it was just kind of like, I don't see how y'all are together, but I mean, who knows? We don't know. We don't have the whole backstory, but she breaks up with him. Then she walks outside voluntarily again with that same damn scarf in her jacket holding on to those two things and she she has two walkers approaching her she literally turns around and she's like okay let's get this over with she moves her hair and she lets the walker bite into her and dies and here we go again I was like, okay, so if that didn't work, like, what, what was the, what's the whole point? I'm not getting it. (sighs) So, yeah, here she goes. She's tapping (laughs) her fingers on the desk and she realizes that she's like, she makes this, this motion, like somebody's eating her. And then she realizes her tapping and she stops. And Gina's looking at her like, Huh? <laughs> what the hell happened to you? <laughs> Their facial expressions, I'm telling you, Gina has the most, she has the deadest look at this point. She's just kind of like, she's so over it. She is. She, so yeah, she's over like, it. I don't even know why I'm still here, why I'm still doing this. But yeah, so blair sends the whole team home again she's like gina a minute they go to the back and gina was like yeah so you were right i never made it out of atlanta she's like what happened to you oh i got eaten not the best way to go i don't want to do that 
then they kind of started making, I guess, amends. You know, she apologizes to Gina. Hey, I'm sorry I've been a dick to you for the last two years, blah, blah, blah. Let's just try to, let's just try to figure this out. Let's do something different. <laughs> so the next time <laughs> they go to the store and they do this thing where they're walking together, where, where Gina's walking and then Blair comes up next to her and they're walking. It's supposed to look like some... I don't know, some kind of good cop, bad cop vibe they're supposed to be getting. I don't know. This whole thing was just hilarious to me because they're walking up and they look, and the funny thing is we see the chaos that comes with them through this whole episode. But if you look at them, they are like two of the most unassuming, unthreatening looking <laughs> people mm-hmm. ever ever what is anthony saying in the background or you watching tv no i'm looking at the scene as you're saying it (laughs) oh goodness so they they are the most unassuming looking people ever Mm -hmm. but when they come up blair starts talking to the dhs guy she was like that dude back there he's one of those things he's gonna kill everybody in here and then she tells the tanker guy she was like uh yeah you want to give us your keys. She's a murderer. She's killed people. I've seen it. And he just throws her <laughs> keys. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is this is going a little, this is happening a little bit better so far. They get into the tanker. They're able to drive. And then they have a little bit more of, you know, conversation with each other about different things. This is when Blair finally tells Gina about her dad passing the last year which is really weird to me because i was like okay this has really got to be a weird work dynamic because your father your father passed and nobody in your office knew about it right that is true like nobody you didn't have a way to like but you could tell the way that she was she probably didn't even tell nobody in that office because nope. she wants to put on this front that she's better than everybody. Mm-hmm. So how dare she be weak, you know, and, and discuss, you know, something so personal with these people who are beneath her. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But anyway, so they're sitting there, they're talking and she tells her the way to get out of the city. And she was like, okay, so we're going to go to Atlanta, right? That's, that's what Blair's like, you know, because Gina's trying to figure out, okay, so where are we going? She was like, watch the park. We're going to go get your nieces. And she said, I don't understand. She was like, you could have stolen a Porsche. Why the tanker? <laughs> and Gina was like, well, I mean, think about it. Who's going to mess with a bomb on wheels? Nobody's going to mess with us. And if what the rumors are, are true, then the 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 gas is going to be more valuable than money soon anyway which right she is telling the truth she is telling Mm -hmm. the truth and then she also goes into a little bit of her background because some of the things that she's saying Blair's like okay yes this makes sense she was like okay that is way too smart I guess for somebody who just sits around and does nothing what in what do you do like who are you And that's when we find out that Gina has a marketing background and she just, you know, she kind of took that job because it was temporary and then she got complacent and then she settled and then she just started hating her life and she just kind of was existing, you know? And like we all do. Yeah, we've all done, I've I've never done it to that extent. Never to that. Oh, no. 
but you know they kind of I, I would say they kind of get a little bit of an understanding about each other you know not necessarily saying okay they're going to be the best of friends now for however long they're they're going to be living but they at least understand okay so you're not the person I thought you were, you know, that I thought you were. And then you're not the person I thought you were, you know? Right. And I think once they make that realization, things are a little bit better because again, here they are driving. Nothing has happened yet. They haven't blown up yet. They actually come across a roadblock of police who are trying to keep people from going into the city and they're like, yeah, we're going to test this theory out. And they go past the roadblock. Now, here's the thing. Casey, correct me if I'm wrong. Did that not look like the same stretch of road that Rick and Michonne killed those walkers with the bomb? It was. It was. It was, the over, it was uh, 20 in uh, McDonough on the way to Griffin. I was going to say that. Looked, it was. And that's where Tara. Even with yep, the off where Tara was sitting. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the whole street. That's what I thought. I was like, oh, yep. that looks familiar. Yeah. Okay. So, yep. yeah. So, they go past the police blockade. They get on the um, the other side. And they, you know, they're still going. And then they realize that there's something happening. They stop the tanker because they hear, like, horns in the distance. They pull over, they're on the overpass and they look at the street below them, which is filled to the rim with cars, the way that streets should be when people are fleeing a zombie apocalypse. Hello, episode one of Tales. (laughs) But not only that, these people are being, I, I won't say chased down because they're not really running, but there's a herd coming their way, a huge herd. Which to me is kind of weird, considering this is the very start of the uh, of the zombie apocalypse. But okay, I guess that was to make up for the lack of zombies, uh, the lack of walkers in the last episode. <laughs> but yeah, so they decide that they have something to do because at this point, when they're having their conversation, they're talking about how much of a coward they both are. They're like, yeah, so we still are cowards because we stole the tanker. You know, we could have done anything different but we still stole the tanker that makes us cowards so at this point they realize okay we don't have to be cowards we can we can be heroes we can do something so they take the line they pour gas down onto the cars below and they tell everybody to clear the way because they're about to set it on fire for the walkers (laughs) they dump the gas Gina tells Blair to light it up Blair lights her cigarette and she drops it like she about to do some shit and the cigarette fizzles out before it hits the ground. When I tell y'all, I hollered. That I was hollered. the funniest thing ever. That you was. think you're about to get this big explosion. And that thing said. <laughs> They're like, we done blown ourselves up a hundred times at this point. And the one time we needed to blow up, it doesn't do it anything. Won't. Won't. Don't work. When I tell y'all, I laughed so hard at that. I was like, that's just. That's just perfect. <laughs> it was. Too, it was. It, was it so literally funny. was. It no, was what, so funny. The so, next part is perfect. The scarf. And and that's the yes. So they're like, we need something to light, and she pulls the scarf, and Blair's like, that's my lucky. Okay, we can burn it. 
they burn the scarf, they drop it. And of course the cars catch on fire. So they're looking at each other like, yeah, we did a good thing. They turn around, they start walking off in slow motion. And then the fucking tanker blows. Now, the good thing is it blows and knocks them away. And they're still alive at the end. They are very badly singed. Like Gina is missing half of her hair. But they're still alive. I I died. I I died. It looked she looked like bad doll hair. She did. It did. It did. It did. But here's the funny thing. Notice that as soon as they got rid of that ugly ass scarf, they didn't die. That's the one thing that changed. They didn't have a scarf. And she was talking about that was her lucky scarf. Well, clearly it wasn't. (laughs) Oh, yeah, because every time you and you know what, Michelle, that go back to what you said. Because you said, why every time she got out the car, she took that. Yes. So it was the damn scarf. Mm-hmm. That scarf had some bad juju on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, now see, I appreciate that. Now that makes sense. That truly makes sense. Very observant, Michelle. Kudos, because I, I missed that. But I did wonder once, like, why she keep taking that coat? But it didn't even dawn on me that. Okay, especially right. if you're just getting, especially if you're getting out the car just to say something to someone real mm-hmm. quick. You're supposed to be getting back. I mean, you take the whole. She only thing she forgot was the purse, right? If she had one. Yeah, I don't even think she cared about the purse, but she right. cared about that scarf and that jacket. That jacket and that damn astroturf vest you got on. <laughs> but so once they realize they're still alive, they're trying to figure out. She's still trying to figure out. She's like, okay, but are are we dead? Like, are we still dead? Like, what's going on? And then Gina starts talking to her about, no, I think you have personality disorder. And Blair is looking at her like, I thought we were past all of this name calling. And then she was like, no, I think you have a personality disorder. She names fully, I do. And this is the same thing that she was actually looking up at the beginning when she was making the list of all of Blair's personality traits. So I went to look it up and it says Foley I do, also known as shared psychosis or shared delusional disorder, is a rare psychiatric syndrome in which symptoms of a delusional belief and sometimes hallucinations are transmitted from one individual to another. And I was like, who? How? Like, why? And now you're like, okay, so where does it begin? Is it from the beginning when they first showed up at the gas station where it start the delusion starts you don't know have no idea and what was it when Blair was like but how can that be and Gina says well think about it co-workers spend more time with each other than they do with even their own families right so you could have affected me and I was just like can you imagine the Think of something that you have to share with the person you absolutely cannot stand in the world. And it has to be this. And then they get up and they kind of walk off and we still don't know you don't. what the fuck went on. We don't know if this was a delusion. We don't know if this actually happened. We, I mean, 
I was just looking at it like, okay, I know I said last week I don't mind open-ended, uh, you know, endings, but no, this is this was weird. This is the only thing I didn't like about the episode, mm-hmm. and it's just me. It started the first movie that had a really like vague ending. It was it was called Limbo. And a family was deserted on the island, but they had like some smugglers coming to the island and they kind of killed them and got them away. And then they saw a boat in the distance, but you don't know if the boat was coming to help or if it was the second group of smugglers and it ended. So I don't like endings like this where I just don't know. Mm -hmm. What the hell? It's right. going to happen. I can't even like draw a conclusion like, okay, this they're going to go off and save the knees or just die in the middle of Atlanta. I don't know. But that's kind of how the other one ended with them arbitrarily walking down, uh, you know, a road with a goat. But, but I'm okay know, with that. That's like, I can imagine like they end up liking each other. They survive a little bit longer. They find another bunker. They run into some adventures on the side. I can I can see where that can head, or they just die a month later. Right, <laughs> right. I mean, it, they're both open ended, but it's different because yeah. with Joe and Evie, that was a specific type of ending. Even though we don't know what happened with them, mm-hmm. but we both know that they have come to accept certain things about their lives and about themselves. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, you know what? We're just going to move forward and and see where this goes as far as like this journey that they're on. Not necessarily even them being together. Maybe they just realized they have found a great friend and someone to go through this apocalypse with. Right. That's very realistic. This this was more of a psych, this was like a psychedelic trip. I, you know, it's kind of like one of those things where you probably took some bad drugs and this is what you came up with. Mm-hmm. Again, <laughs> I actually liked it. This episode was so funny to me and it was so different. And I was like, okay, I can go with this. But then the whole thing, you know, she's like, okay, let's go get your nieces. Okay, so y'all went to go get the nieces, but I mean- I mean, I guess they're going to walk. I mean, everybody else walked. Everybody else well, walked. But... but then if it's in a delusion, sure. But where are they? Are they still burning on the side of the gas station? I don't we know. We just don't know. I mean, and then what happened to them all those other times? Like, was that something that was also a delusion? Was that something she, I, I don't know. It was, that's, that's the thing that bothers me about the ending. Because you don't know what was real and what wasn't. Right. So like they, even, could, they could be dead and they could be walkers having this delusion together as they walking down the street looking for someone to eat. But I mean, I mean that's took, a possibility too. So we don't we don't we don't know. I mean she took a she took a picture of her her hair of Blair's hair with the uh <laughs> with her cell phone so maybe i mean maybe i i don't know i want to think that okay yes the end part was them together going off to search for her nieces so that they can get out the city or whatever but then what does that mean for everything that came before it 
Like, was that just, I, I don't know. It, well, it, if it's a, if it's a delusion, then all of it is made up and pretty much they're right at the beginning on the ground in a coma, having a delusion. They can't be in the middle of the expressway and have this long delusion. You're like, oh, are we on 75 or 20? I don't know. But it may not be a delusion. So that's what I'm saying. It's just, I don't like. Because I don't know what to think now. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, which part was real? Which part was not real? You know, because again, you two know that you are sharing this delusion and you're living this day over and over again. But what about the other people that y'all keep seeing? Like everything, every time you see them, you already know what's going to happen to that person or you know things about that person. What are they thinking? Like, how the hell do you know this? You know, like, like with the DHS guy who had the bite. How did you know I had a bite? How did you know this? How did you know that guy was going to turn? How? It's just one of those things where it's like, it just, it's, it doesn't make sense. Or they had a delusion in the office and they kept having it. But then that means they were seeing the future. So that last time they knew exactly what to do when they left the office. None of this makes sense. It doesn't make sense. It's one of those. (laughs) But if that's the case, they would have, they would have died again. They would have just kept dying. But you they know kept what I mean? their delusion. Rather than having could. one that ends where they blew up and got, you know, thrown far enough where they didn't actually die. And that's you know? kind of strange. They, they were the same distance from the tanker those other times. I told y'all, this, exactly. that scarf, that scarf was what was killing them. <laughs> <laughs> they burnt that scarf and got rid of it and they lived to see another day. It was that pink ass scarf. I don't know. This episode was strange and it was funny and it was stupid, but it was a good episode. Like I liked all of it. It was just, it was so, it was so out of the box. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's in a way, it's kind of like, you know, there are some people who always complain that the walking dead doesn't change. It's doing the same thing over and over. They're not doing anything different. Well, they did something different this time. I don't know how that's. You know, people are still gonna have something to complain about, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, definitely, definitely. And I mean, even with you know the um, you know, like I said last week, I know I, I follow some bloggers and some some journalists who have seen the first four episodes, and most of them have said that they liked two of the episodes, which was the Terry Crews episode and the one we're getting next week, which is Alpha. And then the other two, they didn't care too much for, which would have been this one and the fourth episode. I mean, I can I can see how this episode might throw you off, especially if you're expecting a certain thing from The Walking Dead. But like we talked about last week, this is one of those series where you can't go in expecting The Walking Dead. Right. Kind of like we did with The World Beyond as well, because it's the different series, different characters, different experiences. So you have all of these characters who are talking about the beginning of the zombie apocalypse and the different ways that they handle them, you know. And it was different for everybody. Yeah. Right. You had Joe and Evie who were preppers, who were prepared for something like this to happen. And then at the same time, not prepared for something like this to happen. You know, when you think about the world ending, you don't necessarily think zombies. You think nuclear war Mm. or, you know, something of that 
magnitude. You don't think zombies, you don't think people coming back from the dead and eating you, you know? So you're going to react to this situation a little bit differently. In this one, you have someone who clearly has mental health issues. Honestly, we don't know which one it is. Because yes, all signs point to Blair, but it could have easily have been Gina as well. That's true. true. You know? It's true. The whole alpha thing, which is the episode coming next week, and we did get to see a preview of that, you know, at the end of this episode. Alpha was on a whole different level. Michelle, you have not gotten, I don't think you've gotten to that point. All I know is watching the preview, I'm scared. Girl, let me tell you, when you get to that point in the main show, the whisperers, whole different ball game. Whole different ball game. I'm just, I'm I'm like, I'm scared. Because she is one of those, I'm I'm trying to think of, like, she is, she is one of those characters that you would think is is crazy or or kind of too far gone but she is perfectly clear in everything she does and says she is so unapologetically her and that's the scary part Ugh. it yeah when you get to when you get to those whisperer episodes of the main show Uh like i said whole different ball game but i'm very interested to see this episode because we've already seen kind of a prequel of alpha before she became alpha Mm -hmm. and i think this just looking at um the the previews and where the story goes i think this is kind of in between what we know from her beginning and then what we've seen of her as the the head of the whisperers so that's going to be very interesting because again we kind of know how she reacted to the beginning of the um zombie apocalypse because of what we've seen in the main show i'm just but i think this gonna this one gonna get way more because we only saw like a little snippet in, Mm -hmm. in the main show yeah so this is gonna give that whole little background before before beta yep intent so this was a good episode to lead into the next episode yeah we yeah this was a little more lighthearted yeah i like the lighthearted stuff before y'all before y'all get into the deep dark stuff so this again i love this episode it was hilarious blair got on my nerves yes she did but this episode was so funny to me i was just i was tickled it was was not what i was expecting right it was unexpected even for me, because for me, The Walking Dead is grounded. So it's like, it literally really could happen. Mm-hmm. And to have an episode where we have a Groundhog's Day was kind of different. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, this is, a, this is a tad bit different. Right. But, you know, enjoyed it. I also enjoyed the parts where this is not funny, but just their reaction to the beginning. Mm-hmm. even when Blair said oh the CDC is right next door so if something was really going to happen they would have said something yeah people That's just right. need to chill <laughs> yeah clearly they didn't <laughs> and could and couldn't and we know that from you know yeah, we do for first season but yeah watching them watching them watch someone eat someone was like like and that's all they did each time they didn't try to prevent that at all no let me tell you the part that really got to me the part where she told the dhs guy 
this guy is going to eat he's he's going to kill everybody he's one of those things he's going to kill everybody and him and his son again and his son they go over and they look at him and this woman is clearly fighting with this man with her husband in the car they get out onto the ground and the dhs guy is just like stop stop and wendell is like daddy what's wrong with that man and instead of shooting that man right then and there, you hear the commotion in the background. The guy is still telling the man to stop. His name is Leo. And I was like, y'all had to name another guy, Leo. Okay, y'all can choose another uh, another name because in Walking Dead World Beyond, there is another right. black man named Leo. But anyway, I would, but that Leo is way smarter than this one. So you... <laughs> sit there you're still telling him to stop stop what are you doing and then you hear Wendell screaming in the background and you see the look of horror on Blair and Gina's faces which let me know that Wendell got attacked by this walker before yeah, you pulled yeah. out your gun and started shooting him yeah. because Blair even says you were supposed to stop him like what kind of father are you shoot that dude dead before he even gets off the ground and one why is your son even over there with you the lady just told you he's one of those things and he's going to kill everybody when dale's son i need you to go sit in the car and wait for dad to come back true and that reminds me that blair blair was right about her fiance what she told him because all these times he didn't get out to like oh ladies you need some help or Mm-mm. let's go let's go the most he said was blair get back in the car blair get back in the car but what if, what's she gonna do in the car y'all still can't go nowhere y'all ain't got no gas that part we had a gas station waiting like everybody because you could you couldn't steal nobody else's car because everybody there for the same reason right i think i only saw one person actually pumping gas and i think that was the Either the second go around or the third go around when the tanker was coming in, there was a guy standing there pumping gas. I was like, oh, he must be getting the last of the gas. But it was weird to me because there were still cars in front of him. So I was like, maybe that was an error. Maybe they didn't catch that. And then two guys were um, fighting at the pump. Oh, yeah. That was like on what? The yeah. fourth or fifth time? Oh. When oh, when um, when they were fighting, fighting, that's when they caused everybody else to start fighting. I was like, this is so ridiculously stupid, but it was so ridiculously funny. I enjoyed it. It was fun. It was fun. So, you know, sometimes we need to have a, a episode like that or something that's a little bit mm-hmm. different. And I'm glad, you know, I will say this. I don't see, I don't see something like that happening within the main show. To that extent, we do get an episode in the back half of season 10 where we see a character dealing with a mental health episode, Mm. but that one was more serious in tone. That fit, but the way this one had so much comedy in it, I don't think it would fit in the main show. So Mm. I think it's good that they do it, that they did it like this in this anthology, because again, this anthology, it's six one-shot episodes you know, where you're dealing with these characters, you're dealing with their story, and that's it. So you can do things a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. And they may not appeal to everyone, but somebody will like it. I have heard, now I don't know if this is true either. I have heard that there's going to be a musical episode. 
and see. Child. That's different. I don't know how that's going to work. We have dancing zombies. I'm done. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't right? know. <laughs> They'll break I out heard, the thrill of dance. I have heard, and I'm not sure because, I, like I said, I have been staying away from all of the um, synopsises that they are posting. I don't want to know anything, but I did see somebody say, oh, The Walking Dead is getting a musical episode. I said, oh, I can't wait to tell Michelle this. <laughs> I see. I'm okay with musicals. I know. Thriller. Eat my neck. I don't know. We don't know what. <laughs> Not eat my neck. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, know but you know, I think I think the way that this ended again, we have the potential to see these characters in maybe other shows like we don't know that some of these characters might have survived i would definitely think that joe and evie would survive especially yeah, with survive. Them, them being preppers these two yeah. i i don't know no they i don't did. know but joe and evie, they, they probably never even made it to the news house <sighs> they didn't even make it to the next um exit <laughs> <laughs> They didn't even get off the bridge. No. <laughs> but you know what? I feel like now I want to go back and just look at the old episodes where they had the um, cars and see if that tanker was somewhere on that bridge. <laughs> right. Oh, but I mean, it, it was fun seeing, you know, seeing something that looked a little familiar. I was like, oh, that looks familiar. And then when they when they went past the police barricade, and they crossed over to the other side and I saw that entrance wrap. I said, you know what? That is the same damn bridge. It's yep. gotta be. It definitely is. I tell you that, Blair. I, I teared up a little bit. Oh, did you? Oh. I was like, oh, my boo was there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that Blair. Hmm. It's been a, I think it's been a long time since I've like met a character on The Walking Dead that immediately grated my nerves. <laughs> but she did it. She did it. She did a great job of it because she got on my nerves the whole episode. But okay. I still felt bad for her. That's the thing. I still felt kind of sort of bad for her because I was like, you know what? I don't think she asked for what whatever this this disorder is and how it trans I, I don't know I didn't do that much reading up on it but I'm sure she didn't ask for that and especially if you have to be attached to anyone sharing a delusion why does it have to be the person you can't stand the most I swear that's true but have a it was however Blair is no worse than Evie from last week but that's just me and I don't really like the actress so that did it Evie and was, I love yeah. Blair so yeah Evie, Evie was kind of she was kind of irritated but you know yeah. she she won me over a little bit towards the end like I said especially because she went back for Joe and she didn't have to do that especially once she kind of found the answer that she was looking for in regards to her husband you know, she could have gone on her, gone about her merry little way and gone somewhere else. 
she could have figured a way to go back home but she was like no let me go make sure joe got his happy ever after right so i can keep talking because all i like to do is talk 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 too (laughs) yeah that is true she did like to talk but uh, but yeah uh -uh. blair (sighs) at least blair was evolving over time she did because then she was very like you know i'm scared you know thinking about her dad so she evolved over time yeah after they died how many times <laughs> hey at least she figured it out before she died for real for real that's true as far as we know yeah because again right. i feel like that could be a, that could be a a, a dying hallucination that's true but they both would have to have the dying hallucination not necessarily she could have she could have been imagining all of that in her head that could have been her way to make her peace with somebody that she treated like shit before she died you know she could have imagined that whole conversation that is true true so again we don't know and we may never know but you know i watched um I finally got a chance to watch the Talking Dead preview episode where they talked about all of the upcoming things and the actress who plays um, Gina was on the episode. Okay. And she did say that, you know, one of the things I liked about our episode is that, you know, we do kind of push the envelope like, okay, so what is going on here? Like, is this real or not? And you kind of leave, leave it open like, okay, did this really happen or like, what's going on she said she liked that about the episode because it was kind of what is this happening is it not happening is this real Mm -hmm. is it not you know it's one of those episodes that kind of makes you think and it 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 is open-ended so i don't know but like i said that could have been a dying hallucination like oh okay i treated this person like crap let me find some way to make amends make amends apologize whatever Mm -hmm. just you know settle her guilty conscience or it could have been gina's you know but i don't think she it it was her amends to make sure her gina got to her nieces because that would no i think blair i think blair's amends would be that at the end she apologized for the way that Mm -hmm. she treated gina and then like not necessarily that they were friends, but at least that they could be civil to each other. Right. You know, because I mean, you think about most people and their beliefs, whether religious or spiritual. One thing you always say is you don't want to have angry words being the last thing that you're remembered for, the last thing that you said. Um, for whatever reason, whether it's because that's what the le- that's what the person left behind will remember you by those negative words, or you know, um, if you're really nasty to somebody and you have this belief of heaven or hell, if you were nasty to somebody before you die, where do you think you're going? Right. You know. Right. So that I mean, it easily could have been just her way to be like, okay, kind of you know, soothe her guilty conscience for being the way she was at life you know that could have been her subconscious talking to her telling her yeah your people really didn't like you and that was just her way of kind of saying okay you know what <sighs> let me make let me this do something up. to make myself a little more likable right yep. or you know also 
when you are at the end of your life, and we see this in a lot of stories, we see it in a lot of movies. When you're at the end of your life, you know, they say that whole thing, your life flashes before your eyes. And sometimes it's a mirror. It shows you the way you really were to people in life, because some people who are horrible don't know that they are horrible, you know? Right. So maybe this was something that made her say, okay, you know what? maybe I wasn't the best person in life. So what do I need to do to change that so that I'm not just damned forever? I mean, that could easily be it. Or like we said at the beginning, they really could have survived all of this and walked off into the sunset to go find Gina's nieces. We will never know. Maybe. (laughs) Right. There may be questions about this and they're going to have to do a follow-up in season two they might because one i need to know if blair changed her clothes to to live out the rest of this because can you imagine dying in astroturf and that's what you have to walk around as a zombie the rest of your live long days or live dead days no she cut that up and made another scar you know Or when they was on their way to Atlanta, she went to the store that she bought it from and found her a new one. Yeah, she went to the local Michaels. <laughs> uh-uh, she said that scarf was featured in Vogue. Okay. <laughs> so you, you, okay. you can't just that vest is from That vest is from the local Michaels in the craft section. <laughs> right. <laughs> or from Dick's Sporting Goods. <laughs> right. So that grass fabric and cut holes and then threw a belt on. And she's not gonna get far in those uh in those boots. No. At all. So they're gonna have to make a stop. And who knows? Maybe the astro turf is bite resistant. Might be thick. Like Elton's corduroy <laughs> suit. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that would be interesting if we see look if we see uh Blair show up in one of the other shows and it's ten years plus down the line she still has that astroturf vest she's like oh yeah this saved my life plenty of time. right <laughs> it's my favorite it would have to be huh? oh, yeah the fashion police were definitely off duty that day they were probably tending to walkers. But uh-uh. yeah, you did, uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. but yeah, I enjoyed this episode a lot. I think a lot more than I expected to because when I'm I'm telling you, the first five ten minutes of this episode, I wasn't quite sure. I was like, "What the hell am I watching? Do I even want to sit and finish watching this?" I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna give it a chance." And then when, you know, when it went to that first repeat, I was like, oh, okay. And I, you know, that's when I started thinking that maybe it was Blair hallucinating all of this because again, on that first repeat, it didn't seem like Gina was aware of what had happened or if she was, she didn't really, she didn't acknowledge it or she didn't make it known. She was just kind of like staring off into space. And then she looked at Gina like, 
I mean, she looked at Blair like, what the hell is wrong with you when she started doing the coffee thing? But you couldn't have talked, you you were, weren't able to tell that Gina had gone through the same experience until mm-hmm. the second repeat. So then that's when I was like, okay, wait a minute, this might be a little interesting. Let me see where they go with this. Mm-hmm. And then as it got funnier and funnier, I was like, this episode is hilarious. I texted Michelle and Casey. I was like, have y'all seen this episode yet? I am dying. And I don't know if y'all, <laughs> I don't know if y'all took that as me dying in a good way or a bad way. But no, a good way. I, I took dying. it in a good way. I did. I took it in a good way. I was yeah, I, I figured it was funny. It was. So when I when I started watching it, I was I understood. Prepared. Yep. Yeah. So huh. This was fun. This was fun. Yeah. So I wouldn't mind seeing another episode like this, just kind of, you know, a one-shot dark, dark comedy. You know, again. But you know what? I think they they're trying to with these anthologies, or at least with the first two, trying to lighten up the heaviness of the main show. Because mm. even with Joe and um Evie's episode, it didn't feel like it had its intense moments, but it didn't feel as, you know, intense. It intense as the main show, right? Yeah. Or even uh, even other, you know, the the other spinoffs. It didn't give that, you know. Yeah. That and, level. Uh huh. And I think also too, we have to realize these episodes, at least these first two episodes, take place at the very beginning. I mean, think about it. Even Brian was telling her, look, we're going to the island. We'll be there for a couple of days. And then when we come back, this will all have blown over. They were still thinking that this was something temporary. And yeah. they didn't even really know, like, especially in this episode, because it was right at the beginning, they were still going to work. They right. did not know what was going on for sure. They didn't know about the walkers. They didn't know about people eating each other. It was just a rumor at that point that you know people were biting and scratching each other kind of like maybe a uh, I don't know like maybe they were being rabid but they had no clue the seriousness of what was going on until they got to that store and saw that man eating his wife right so that could be another reason why the tone is different too because at this point they're thinking oh this is gonna blow over this is just something temporary they didn't think it was something that serious. They didn't think it was something that was going to engulf the whole world. You know, right. because even at the beginning of The Walking Dead, you know, we had our serious moments because they were already a few months into it. They had already had to flee quarantine and that sort of thing. But even then, they didn't realize that it was how serious it was as far as this is affecting the whole world. They thought it was just Atlanta. And then they got to the CDC and Dr. Jenner told Rick, everybody is infected. And it just changed the whole ball game. Yep. Right. So yeah. So yeah, again, early times, they're thinking they'll get through this. Oh, this is nothing. This is gonna be it, this is our pandemic. Oh, it's gonna, it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be, you know, it's gonna blow over. Yeah, nah, buddy. I want to know where Brian is right now. You know? <laughs> but Brian's still sitting in the car waiting for gas. You know Even what? Though there's no tanker. <laughs> he might be because, you know, she, she broke up with him. She told him to go to the island. 
maybe without her, maybe he took a different route or maybe he went somewhere different, you know, now that he didn't have to worry about her or he didn't have to. Wait, but do we know that? That was, was that, that wasn't that instance that she told him to leave, was it? Because oh, I think no, by not, the no. time we got to the end that those pieces were cut off. So we can only assume what happened to Brian. You're mm-hmm. right, because the the one where she told him to leave, that was the one where she went out and, and let the biter voluntarily bite her. Right. So right. we don't, yeah, you're right. We don't know what's going on with Brian. Brian might still be waiting for her. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's knowing him, he probably is. Yep. Mm. Oh well, so sorry, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh well. Uh, anything else about this episode? I think we've pretty much covered it all and we've talked about how hilarious we all three found it. I think yes. I think we all enjoyed this episode more than uh, probably more than any of us expected to. Yeah. It was just it was very different. Um like I said the acting was hilarious. Just the the facial expressions and the over I think the over exaggerated aspects of Blair's personality I think that was the funniest thing because she was one of those like you could tell she was very I don't know she had this huge ego and the way that she reacted like when she was messing with Gina in the office and got nasty with it she was like oh my god watch out she's gonna bite us I was like you are being so (laughs) fake and it's so obviously fake and it was still funny because yes, I was like, oh, she knows she's not funny. She's just being that. And everybody else is looking at her like, what the fuck is wrong with her? It was just, yeah, I enjoyed it. But um, so, yeah, the next episode that's coming up is an Alpha episode, Alpha and Lydia. And we will get to see a little bit more of their origin story, which, Michelle, this will be your introduction to Alpha. Mm-hmm. So I think, I, I don't think it'll... I think in this way, it will kind of sort of inform you about the character that she became, but I don't think it will be too spoilery in that sense. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to discussing that episode as well. But I guess for now, that is it for our show. You can find us online at www.fandomhybrid.com. We are on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Phantom Hybrid. You can watch our videos on our YouTube channel and listen to us on all major podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time.